Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special Extra After Dark episode. We are doing another spoiler cast following right off the heels of our Persona 5 Royal spoiler cast, uh, which I actually was not in. Um, but I have a couple people who were in it and a couple other people who are big Persona fans because we're talking about Persona 5 Strikers. I am joined here by Jake Decker. Hello. One thing I want to say, no Persona 5 Royal spoilers, please. I have not finished it yet. I also I promise. finished Morgana it. Morgana dies. Damn oh, shit. Oh, Why man, would you do got this? It. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I'm excited. So yeah. Talk Persona. Me too. Uh, Michael Hyam, who needs no introduction when it comes to the world of Persona and Persona what 5 it, Strikers. What it do, baby? Check out that hot review on GameSpot.com. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or YouTube.com slash GameSpot. Oh, yo, yeah. Mm. That shit's fire. Yeah. Well edited. Uh, we're also joined by... Uh, number one Persona 5 hater, uh, Evan Langer. Dude, I hate Persona 5 so much. <laughs> I hate that you guys asked me to be here. Anyways, just kidding. Do love Persona 5. Looking cool, John Luke. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, uh, Ben Janka, the biggest Persona 3 fan. Oh, I'll take that. <laughs> I don't know if it's true, but I'm, I'm all over it. I love that Persona 3, but I also love Persona 5. And Persona 5 Strikers, and I'm very excited to talk about it. Also, yeah. big biggest Musou fan I hear as well, I think. That's oh, I do say, like Musos a lot. Ben, you're the only one here who has like significant experience yeah. with the genre. <laughs> like I've I've dipped my toes in like some of the weird spin-off ones, like Zelda and Fire Emblem, but like don't know the first thing other than there's lots of enemies. That's that's fair. It's a it's a very big uh important gift of mine to be able to turn my brain off and hit the X button repeatedly, but <laughs> Which it's is a good weird, because you don't really get to turn your brain off in Persona 5 Strikers in the combat. Yo, it's true. Big facts. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to be talking about all things Persona 5 Strikers, because I-, I would say compared to all of the other Persona spinoffs, this is maybe the, the biggest, most substantial. It very much pitches itself as a like direct sequel to Persona 5. Uh, it- its presentation is mirrors a lot of the elements of that game um but it's also a muso game as we mentioned uh developed by uh oh uh was it uh koi tecmo Koi omega force omega force that's what i was thinking of yes um in collaboration with atlas so there's a lot to talk about why don't we just go around and everyone kind of give their initial uh thoughts on it michael let's start with you because uh you reviewed it uh, it is currently my game of the year. Uh, that until uh, Final Fantasy fourteen Endwalker comes out at the end of the I year. I hear that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But Persona 5 Strikers is, man, this game is dope as hell. Uh, I Obviously, you can read my review. But to sum it up, it's, uh, it's just an absolute pleasure to be with this cast again. And... Um, I, what I, one of the things we're probably going to dig into is that this time around in Strikers, they have the opportunity to kind of uh, impart their wisdom onto others. Uh, they've been through a lot in Persona 5, y'all. I'm sure that mo- most of the folks listening to this have played Persona 5, but they went through a lot in that game. And like, it's summer vacation, and I want them to enjoy themselves, want them to have a good time. And you get that in this game. It's such a, there's so many moments that are just heartwarming. Like whenever you go to a new location, it's just exciting to walk around the town, see what's up, talk to your friends, see what they want to do. Even though there's something you're always fighting against, you're working towards, there's still, the game takes time to let you kind of enjoy the fact that you're together again. 
and that's that's one of the best aspects of the game and uh it really it really nails that and oh man this this combat is so goddamn good uh like i i recently did an interview with uh both atlas and koei tecmo about how they came to the conclusion to make this combat system and they had to scrap the initial idea that was closer to a muso game because atlas was like yeah, but what if we made it more like an rpg and then a basic koei tecmo said hey say less and then they they pulled it off really well man it's it's a bit hard to get your head around at first but once it clicks man holy shit god damn it's just like part of me thought like this is what i always thought persona 5 should be because persona 5 is all about style and just like whooping ass with like the utmost swagger uh, and the, this combat system is representative of that. Uh, it's um, th- there are elements I think that can be improved uh, from the player experience, but man, for the like for for Omega Force, this is their first crack at something that's a lot closer to an RPG, and Atlas's first time like working on a, a full on action game. Like they really nailed it when they came together with both their ideas. And uh, yeah, story stuff we'll get into. Um, there there's some things in the story I'm not too hot on, but at the end of the day, man, mm. like I kind of. I, like when I put down the game, like yeah, some of some of the shit in the, in the store was like mad corny, but you know what? I don't give a fuck. This shit was tight. <laughs> yeah, I would, I'd pretty much agree with everything you said, uh, Evan. What about you? Uh, I like Persona Five Strikers a lot. Uh, I would agree with Michael. It is my uh, game of the year currently, although it's uh, only March, so time will tell. Um, I think you know it's, it's nowhere April near 11. as. It's April. Oh my dog. god, you're right. It is April. <laughs> 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 april fools it's april um it's, it's april 2nd <laughs> people listening to this have no idea um i think um it's not nearly as good as five or royal but i think that was to be expected like as a smaller game that has a focus on just reuniting with everyone and going on a fun road trip uh together reuniting with old friends like it just perfectly encapsulates that um it's pretty slow in the start i don't really love how it starts but it really picks up towards the end i think the combat um, absolutely fantastic another one where it's like in the beginning you're like what is going on but towards the end of it like you get the right people you get the right um, powers for weaknesses you're just like you know totally taking over people and I really like that I felt like really you know you are stronger and I felt very strong by the end of it uh, but yeah I mean <laughs> uh, yeah no I really I really like Persona Vice Strikers a lot of specifics but I sure will get into that as we get into this so mm-hmm. I'll baton pass to somebody else wow uh, let's go with Ben Oh, uh, so I, like like we've already said, I was really excited to just see that group of kids again. Like, it, it hadn't been that long for me because I'd just played Royal, like, literally leading into it. Um, but just those personalities and and getting to experience all of their kind of, like, in-jokes again, it, it kind of felt like being around people that you actually know. Spent 150 hours with digital characters, it, it, tend to sort of feel like people i guess uh for me though an interesting thing i guess is i expected it to be more musoe but Mm. i feel like it actually came out more hack and slashy almost it got put in my head uh by someone i was talking to that it's kind of similar to like metal gear rising the way that it's laid out and that's exactly what it is. You get zoned off in like an area and you fight like 20 dudes and then you move on to the next like zoned off area and you fight 20 dudes. But I loved it. Like I, I love both of those games, but I was kind of hoping there'd be more, I don't know, just more things to fight in more open areas. But I, I it was developed mm-hmm. for the switch and stuff. I get it. 
Uh, but I really love the story, and I actually think that, for me personally, there are better character moments in this game for most of the cast than there are in Persona 5 or Royal. Ooh. And that's my Ooh. hot take. Oh, that's so, hot take. I, I actually kind of agree to that to some extent, and I think okay. a big part of that for me is the localization, which is something I added last minute there, uh, which is something I want to talk about at some point. Um, but I guess since I interrupted Jean-Luc, should I just go ahead with my just thoughts overall? Go for <laughs> just it. Go with it. Get into it. You talk about uh, the localization, yeah. man. Like, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I mean, I just like, I guess to jump off what Ben was saying, like, I think that a lot of things that kind of come off as awkward or strange in Persona 5 Royal, a lot of it has to do with the localization. A good example is Yusuke is a character that I could not fucking stand in Persona 5 <laughs> and Persona 5 Royal. But after playing Strikers, I was like, I really like Yusuke. Like, I get... Mm -hmm how i feel like this is how he was supposed to be because he's less like creepy awkward and more just like like a weird artsy kid who does just lacks a lot of social understanding which mm -hmm. i don't know that aspect came across a lot more I, I like haru a lot more like haru ended up being one of my favorite mm -hmm. characters in strikers uh despite once again in persona 5 royal and uh persona 5 like you get her kind of late and I never had time to do her side things. So it was just kind of like, Oh yeah, she's just this other girl who's kind of quiet and awkward. Um, but yeah, I think that was like my biggest takeaway is like how much I actually like these characters that I didn't think I cared much for. And now I'm playing persona five Royal. I'm almost done with it, but I have more appreciation for those characters as I'm playing through it because I've got a little extra background or, or like insight into maybe what they meant with it. But overall, like, like you guys, I enjoyed it a lot. I think my favorite part was just that I was able to spend more time with these characters. It really feels cozy to just show, like, like return to Shibuya and stuff early on and just see, see Ryuji and, and Makoto and all those people. It was just like, like that. that's what really did it for me. Like I enjoyed the combat too, but it's those characters that pulled me through from start to finish. I wonder though with with Yusuke, I wonder if that's a case of like because he grew so much in Persona Five that maybe that's just who the he is now in Strikers, or it's like maybe that was in a way intentional where it was like he was a creepy dude in the original. Yeah, come to Strikers after it. everything he's been through. Yeah, but I do agree with you with Haru because Haru gets like no screen time in mm -hmm. Five. I think she's one of the few confidants I didn't finish because it's just like you don't can't even start that till I think like November. Um, so like the fact that she even just gets any time at all I think is great. Um, but at least in Yusuke's case for me, I see that more of a case of like he grew over the course of you being around him. But it could certainly be the localization too. Totally. Yeah. And it may not all be like you're saying, it may not all be localization. That was just the first thing that popped into my head yeah, because right. going from Persona 5 Royal to Strikers and I was doing, I was going back and forth. Like you can tell that mm -hmm. some of that was just translated and localized a lot better than yeah than royal yeah um, and and yeah. like I, I think we've talked a lot about royals localization like on GameSpot after dark uh and it's it's like not terrible but like as you're playing there's so much dialogue there that it's hard not to see things and be like uh i think i would have said this instead or something along those lines yeah original it like obviously royal is beholden to a lot of what original p5 was totally my understanding is that original p5 did have some struggles in its localization process so um that is as from my understanding that is also a thing mm. as well so yeah you're uh i guess to quickly sum up my thoughts uh, i pretty much agree with everything everyone said um so i guess like to add to add to it like i think the for me, it's like as a, as a spinoff, um, I, I 
kind of said at the beginning, I think it's the best one. I think it, it uh, every, every Persona spinoff, I could kind of point to an area where it was lacking. Um, for as much as I love the fighting game arena, uh, and I even didn't mind it's like visual novel presentation. It, it did wear a little thin. It also had this problem where it was trying to be too much like a fighting game. So it, uh, it would, it would do like the arcade fighting game thing where everyone has their own story mode that like contradicts all the other story modes. And Mm. so there actually (laughs) is no like canonical, like what actually happened, uh, which I found kind of frustrating in that game. Uh, and, uh, even though it does have like some really good stuff, like, I mean, like, you know, the stuff with like the new character Labrys in that game is like fucking fantastic. And we'll get into the new characters in this, which I also think are absolutely fantastic. Uh, but like, yeah, like I had problems with that, with that game. Uh, I mean, the, the dancing game story is, is just bad. So if we're dancing, dancing, put some respect on Kanima Mashita. Like, okay. The music in that game and the gameplay in that game is incredible, but the story mode is awful. Her her girl group, her girl group is food. They're all representative food. And you know what? what (laughs) She shows up on posters in five. So her, she lives on, uh, outside yes, of that's true, <laughs> but that game story mode is oof, it's 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 rough. It's, bad. it's so bad. <laughs> and then it's like, uh, I mean, Q. I love Q, but it's like for me, it's less like the overall story of Q, and it's more just like Q is just like mad fan service of just you know like we're gonna throw all these characters and have their interactions. I'm not saying it doesn't have a, a, a solid story, but like that wasn't the the big takeaway from that game for me. This mm-hmm. feels like it is making like a a genuine effort to try and like continue the story of these characters evolve the world it's not perfect about it it kind of falls into the trap of like just borrowing plot beats from persona 5 especially at the end which we'll get into where it's like Mm. this is just beat for beat the exact same thing that happened in 5 which is also (laughs) kind of beat for beat the same thing that happened in persona 4 and i was like "Ah, you guys need to come up with something new uh (laughs) with this shit (laughs) Don't want to fight um, God? Yeah, you just... Attack just... and dethrone God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but overall, I I really loved it. And I, I think it, like, it, it adds enough new things to the characters that it, it is absolutely, like, essential, essential viewing, essential playing, if you're a fan of uh, Persona. Um, so, yeah, why don't we just get right into the, into the game? Let's get into the opening. So, uh, we're, we're not gonna, you know, try and, like, beat for beat, talk about the whole plot. But, you know, the basic setup is um, Joker is coming back um, after... It's only a couple months, right? After the end of... uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah, because it's like he leaves in March and he comes back at the end of July. Right. He's back for summertime. He and the gang are all uh, planning to go on a road trip. And then, uh, oops, some metaverse shit happens. (laughs) (laughs) Which is That should have been the name of the game. Oops, some metaverse shit happens. (laughs) Maybe the most... hand wavy part where like at the end of persona five it's very much like oh that shit's done and then they're just like oh it's back now and i'm like (laughs) yeah i was so curious what like that was my biggest question going into strikers like what is the stupid excuse they're gonna have to have the metaverse back all of a sudden because it was in all of the previews like what the hell they kind of don't explain it yeah they don't fully i i just I'm just like, it's AI. They developed AI and AI came up with it. I don't know. It's fucking, it's NFTs and fucking <laughs> AI. AI generated metaverse. Siri. AI, yeah. 
So I guess that's, I don't know, that's my headcanon. <laughs> but I do like that they try and distinguish them a little bit by uh, by calling them jails, which, yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> which funny enough, I actually like kind of guessed the twist because I was like, yo, what if they're called jails? Because the um, the shadows is actually keeping them in there. And I was like, then it turns out that actually like was <laughs> <That's> exactly, <laughs> what, exactly was. what it was. And I remember telling you that, Michael. I was like, yo, yeah. that's my theory. And then it like. Near the end of the game, they reveal that. And I was like, ah, I fucking called it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, Jean-Luc was right. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, they, 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 they distinguish it enough where um, the, the, the jails are different from palaces in that uh, it's more about their, they're stealing the desires of other people and, and, and playing with them. And, and, and not only that, the, the people in the real world are like kind of semi-aware of it not like fully like they don't know like that there's a metaverse but they are aware that they have this like special ability to manipulate people mm -hmm. and then uh but but they're also not villains in the same way that they are in in p5 like p5 like is very much like dude kamashita is like irredeemable piece of mm -hmm. garbage <laughs> we're like yeah. alice is like okay like a good person who kind of got like Got carried away. Got carried away and got twisted by sort of like the people around her and 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 lost her way and and that is something I do I do like about this game is that it it tries to have these people be redeemable and and, and yeah. with without but at the same time isn't saying like like ah it's all good like they still have to atone for their crimes because the things they do are still like you know need to be held accountable but it's also like you know you can come back from that. You can be redeemed. And and I like how they tie each character, uh, party member into it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, I guess we don't really need to like talk about each individual thing. Um, should we, should we just talk about like the, the structure, I guess? Like, how'd you guys feel about the way the, the game is structured where you're basically like, you have the, the open world setting, where you're, you're, you know, in the beginning, you're going around like Shibuya. And then you go into the uh, the metaverse, the jail. And, and it's like a bite-sized version of, of Persona 5 is the way I would describe it. Yeah, I think, I don't know. It, it, it works It works for this type of game. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're playing an RPG, you're going to want to kind of sink your teeth into that world and kind of live there. But for this, it's more of like I know, it, it's truncated version. It, it serves the purpose well. And I think like if you're going on vacation, too, you're not going to like spend uh, a shit ton of time in, like Okinawa. But you're but you're there to eat good food uh, oh. and uh, and then like take care of business. Right. So mm -hmm. uh, I do I do like that. It's a bit more focused in that regard. It doesn't get too bloated in it because like, honestly, when you're playing it, it's like, yo, I want to I want to see the sights. I want to chill and then I want to whip ass. Uh, and I, I think that it's I personally thought it was it was properly paced for that. Um, so, yeah, I I do like, you know, like we said, this is the closest that a spinoff has come to the original structure. Uh, and it kind of it, it it plays with that structure extremely well that uh so you're not the this game is about took me about like 40 45 hours to beat mm -hmm. and i felt like i got got most out of it and i think that a lot of people are going to appreciate that if they mm -hmm. don't you know not everyone has 120 hours uh <laughs> to spend on a game so uh you get you get your fill uh throughout of it so it this game spends its, its time really well it doesn't really waste uh much time not not that i think that p5 wasted any time but um 
Like, because obviously P5 has to do the world building. Mm-hmm. For Strikers, that world is kind of already built. Like, these characters are already built. They don't have to, like, go through a lot of exposition to explain themselves. Uh, so I, I do like uh, I do like that aspect. And I do like that the, the jails are pretty much structured, like, the same as other dungeons are. Uh, one thing I will say about the pacing is that <laughs> the dungeons are constantly fucking interrupted by unnecessary exposition. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. you flip the switch. I think you need to go to this area to flip the next switch. Like, yes, I fucking know. I... I, I I played games before and like, you know, maybe, maybe people do need some sort of more guidance. Right. But come on, y'all. Like it's, it's a bit too much. It's like, yo, I'm, I just got off of this huge fight. It was super intense. Like, just let me, please let me keep it moving. Uh, but overall, I think that the game, it was uh, smartly structured to serve every purpose that it needed to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like it was a, like it was a, in the beginning it was a little bit predictable of like okay you're gonna go to a new town you're gonna see an, another person that yeah. you need to and it's kind of like oh shit hey turn on your app oh someone in Osaka's <laughs> fucking things up like I guess we're going to Osaka let's get some crab legs let's fucking chill and let's take down this this person who apparently has a jail out there uh, and it's it's fine you can you can do that for a spinoff and kind of get away with it like I don't give a shit like hell yeah let's go yeah. to Sendai and like oh shit someone in Sendai is fucking around like oh fuck around and find out let's go uh, so you know it's uh, I think the I wouldn't say that the bar is the bar is a little bit lower in terms of how the lengths at which they need to go to explain themselves to do these things. Yeah. Uh, so overall, it's it's kind of like, you know, just we're going to have a fun time. And if there's something of value out of it, cool. And there is a lot of things value uh, from the game. And like Jean-Luc, you touched on is that like each villain isn't really like a villain villain, but you can empathize with them in some way, except for like uh, Kanoe, I think is... Um, I think that fool, like fuck that fool. Like he's been through some shit, but also oh, I think was he's he the, the one. was he the was he the he's the tech guy. He's yeah, the Steve Tony Jobs. Stark. Yeah, Steve yeah. Jobs. <laughs> Elon Musk. Like yeah. Uh, but like, but yeah, but yeah, it it, it does take um like I said earlier. It does uh, look like he does. A yeah. Lot. yeah. Yo, I see to bring that back around. <laughs> like if you haven't looked at a picture of him in a while, oh look at him and tell me he does God. it. Oh uh, shit. Shit, yo, hit him up. It's like, oh, fam, hey, you're an anime, you're, you're an anime dog. Um, but, but yeah, it's uh, that 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 sort of uh, like that sort of structure where each character kind of has like they've already grown up, they already understand the social. Mm. This is their opportunity to kind of show the world that like I have learned, and now let me teach you. Let me seventeen or eighteen year old person show you that I'm more emotionally mature than most thirty year olds. <laughs> which is kind of like us <laughs> but, uh, but yeah it, it's a really good uh mechanism to uh let these characters shine mm-hmm. in their own moments and while you have a shit ton of fun whooping ass yeah i put in here the pacing is weird so <laughs> i feel like i should probably follow that up oh sure yeah, uh, yeah. I, I i mean when i say the pacing is weird like i was very much into it for most of it and i was able to follow through but i think mostly when I talk about the weird pacing, it just does that thing at the end where it's like, here's the ending. Not really. And now here's like three oh, or four extra hours. <laughs> See, I don't like that. I, I mean, uh, I, I like it. It works sometimes, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I think it works pretty well in persona five um, in persona five Royal. I imagine is what I'm doing right now. That's a little different though. Cause they added yeah. 20 hours of content. At the end. <laughs> uh, but, but I think it was more just like, like, I finished it or I finished the Kanoe stuff and I was like, all right, time to kill a God. Cause I know that that's what needs to happen now because mm-hmm. this is, it's this <laughs> kind of game and it happened. And the, 
that boss fight i did not like at all i did not think that was a good boss fight just because the ending boss fight yeah because i hate when like oh. the boss is floating yeah that in thing the was annoying and you're like that shit and was like tight. it doesn't actually look like your moves are connecting but they kind of are i don't know it was <laughs> it was a cool spectacle but like actually fighting it i was like i'm tired of it but i think the best part about the pacing and my favorite thing about the game as well as the characters was how you just move from city to city yeah and you mm. like i i like that is really what drove me to keep playing um just mm-hmm. because oh. i really wanted to see where we were going next like i was like okay i hope we hit here 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 <laughs> and like they hit a lot of them uh which was yeah. super exciting and i like that you're actually able to control and explore those areas even if it mm-hmm. was small like i kind of like that it was small rather than like these bigger areas that you'd spend a lot of time exploring kind of like back to what you were saying michael you just kind of got you got enough of it before you were like, all right, now I want to fight and move on to the next place, which I, I, I thought was perfect. My one thing, which I did tell Michael about, is like, man, this could have been a, the perfect opportunity to return to Inaba. Oh, oh shit. Oh, my God. That yeah. should have hit I, When I first yeah, started, when I first left uh, Tokyo, I was like, am I going it'll, there? It'll Are we like, going yeah. there? Because oh, that's where we like that, bro. And you stopped oh. for lunch at one place, and like, I was like, this looks like Juness. This has to be Juness. <laughs> I'm waiting for the reveal. Aww. Like, and then and then they just got in the car and left. And I was like, damn. Oh, so I kind of set such myself up idea. for. Uh, didn't they visit on. in Persona Four, like the Persona Three High School? Wasn't they that do. Like, yeah. Yeah. They yeah, do. They do do that in Persona Four. For real? Like, yeah. Yeah, you, you go to like you go to you go to GeckoCon for like it's, a field yeah, trip. Yeah, it's like a cultural exchange, like school exchange thing. And uh, yeah. one one of your social links from Persona three who i won't spoil for you ben uh okay, is there it. and you're like whoa it's like oh man i remember her and she's like i should probably jump older. on my persona 4 play through soon you should yeah we'll, I need we'll, to do, we'll do a spoiler we'll do a spoiler cast of that too <laughs> Heck yeah, roll, keep roll it going. back i'm ready um i think for me uh i it's weird because i really really like how persona 5 and royal incentivize doing side content by the way the game is structured where it's like you have a palace and there's a deadline so in between that time you can't just skip it you have to do something because i'm the kind of person when i play a game where i find it really hard to justify doing side stuff a lot of the time I'm like i just need to get i need to beat the game i need to move on with Evan, my how life how many platinums do you have though I know I have. I think I have thirty three now. Oh um, shit! But trophies. Oh, I need to beat a game and move on. <laughs> well, like with the Yakuza games, like I wasn't going for the platinum in that game. It's you ridiculous. Should, you shouldn't go for the platinum in Yakuza yeah, games. Yeah. So okay, let me let me let me uh, rephrase. If the platinum's <laughs> worth doing, I'll do it. But if I look at the trophy list, it's not worth doing. I'm like, I'm not even okay. going to bother with the side wow. content. So. I love that about Persona 5 is that like it really does incentivize that. Strikers doesn't have that. But I also agree with both of you guys that like this game works perfectly for what it is, the structure of this game. The fact that like the days don't really move unless the story moves, so you kind of have that freedom to explore and do things. The fact that you can kind of like enter a dungeon, leave a dungeon, get some items and go back in and you're not really penalized for it. I thought that was really nice because it just made the game a little bit easier. And like SP was never truly an issue at that point because you just found a checkpoint and you just kind of yeeted out of the jail and you came back. I do um, wish you there was just a button that there to just recover yeah. SP instead of having to go in and out. That was something yeah. I didn't mention with the pacing. Like that would have been nice just because it was like at that point, like why does it matter? If I'm not being punished leaving, just let Good me point, let yeah. me just be like a Pokemon yeah. center or something. I kind of saw it more as an exploit. Like they probably didn't really intend for that. So the fact that you could do it, um, they're like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> but if that wasn't, yeah. if if they didn't intend for that, like, how would your SP 
lasted? Like, how would that have lasted that long? Because I was running out of SP constantly. Maybe I was just spamming my... Well, it's probably like Persona 5, where it's like you have to go to the next day. But they didn't really think about the fact that you don't necessarily move to the next day in Strikers. That's kind of how I thought of it. Like, there were certainly things that clashed where it's like they tried to keep it Persona 5. But because it's a little bit different, it kind of clashed with itself. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, or maybe I'm wrong. But um, yeah, I mean, I thought that... And I think, like, the pacing of the game is great. I love, like... Um, I think, again, like I said earlier, the story in the beginning, it's kind of like, hey, real quick, like, here's a catch up. Here's a st- here's all of the characters really quickly. Like, look, Ryuji's an idiot and Makoto's got a stick up her ass. Like, OK, <laughs> we're moving on. Yeah, um, I, I really didn't. I was so worried because another thing I don't like about the spinoff games is they like mad flanderize uh, the Persona cast in like yeah. like four. They're like, hey, remember how much Chia loves steak? Well, guess what? All she wants to talk about is steak. <laughs> Akihiko's super obsessed with like protein shakes now, and you're like, dude, like this isn't like what these characters yeah. are. I, feel I like was that was worried they were gonna do that in this game, and I feel like at the beginning I was a little like, uh, but like yeah. they kind of actually didn't in the way that I thought they would. Yeah, that, yeah, they moved they moved on pretty quick from that. Oh it, yeah, it was it was pretty pretty rough in the beginning that way, and yeah, I was gonna say it feel like it it just kind of disappeared as it went on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah the, the last thing I'll say to that is that like I do really like in terms of, like the pacing of the game how there was a character kind of assigned to a person for like mm-hmm. the first three yeah. where it was like On and Alice and Yusuke and Natsume and then Haru and Mariko which I felt was the strongest one was that one. Oh yeah. So like it just kind of picked up from there. Then the story truly picked up after that point. But I like how they kind of tied all that together where it's like it was kind of the same thing three times and it gave each character like a time to like really connect and like mm-hmm. relate to them. Oh. Uh, Oh, sorry, you go, Ben. Oh, I was going to say, before we get to... Because you mentioned the side quest request stuff. And I actually had a question, because I did all of them. Uh, <laughs> did good. did you guys, like, when when you got, like, the ending credits, did you get, like, the photographs of, like, uh, Zenkichi cooking and all that? Yes. Okay, so you don't have, just don't have the context for that if you don't do the side quest, maybe. Or maybe did you do that? No, I, I I did all the major side quests involving okay. the characters. I, I didn't do, oh, interesting. like, every request, but I did all the... I got the achievement for doing all of the ones involving your party members. Okay. Because right. I, I was sitting there, and I was watching the credits, and I'm like, oh, if, if someone didn't do that, they wouldn't have any context for how great it is to see Zenkichi cooking <laughs> with Haru and Makoto? Uh, Futaba. Futaba. She's judging. Futaba. In all yeah. fairness, with those friend request ones, if you try to leave a city without, it gives you like this big, oh, huge goodness. warning thing. Like, hey, if you leave this city and you don't do this, you will not be able to complete this request. Are you sure you want to yeah, leave? Yeah, they're so, like super easy to do yeah. too. It, yeah. it made it super worthwhile, I think, to see those pictures. Because I was kind of like, oh, I did a whole bunch of running around with tomatoes in my pockets for like <laughs> a new weapon, I guess. I think you also get bonus items at the end. There's like that moment yeah. where you talk to everyone yeah. and they're all like, hey, I really remember yeah. when we punch those watermelons that was pretty dope in <laughs> yokohama. here's the trinket yeah in yokohama oh man when you went we'll get yeah. to that later when you go to yokohama at the end i was like <gasps> well they reference like a dragon in the beginning with the movie poster yeah. so i'm yeah. surprised they didn't like hide something somewhere you see like, you, you see the ferris wheel and you're like dude like ichiban owns that shit that's part of ichiban <laughs> holdings like come on oh. where is he oh. uh yeah i I felt like the beginning of the game was the weakest part. Like it's a good introduction where you're just like, you're going through like Shibuya again, but I was a little like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of the game. The second you go on the road trip, like instantly, like the vibes of the game mm-hmm. just like shot up where I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay. We're getting new music. We're on the road. Joker's got a cooking mini game. <laughs> 
I, uh, I think it's because they establish like, hey, we want to go on a road trip. And then they introduce Alice and it's like, well, before we go, we got to take care of this one thing in Shibuya, which that for me, I think is what kind of threw me off because it's just like, I want to go. I don't want to mm-hmm. sit here and deal with this. Ultimately, like I did like that palace and that arc and I, I thought it was fun. Yeah. Like when I look back on it. But yeah, I remember at the beginning thinking that. And two, because your guys' initial preview of it uh, that you and Michael did, John luke mm-hmm. you guys were kind of like not down on it, but cautious and yeah, yeah. and I remember playing through that and being like, I hope this doesn't continue. And then I think John Luke, you told me that the pacing picks up right when you leave, and I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I would I would absolutely agree, both in like story and and like new content, but also like the combat, which we'll probably get into later. Like I think that first palace, because yeah. you're like so little SP and you're still like figuring out how the game works. Like it, it's a little rough, um, but I mean, uh what. Let's just talk about like the road trip stuff. I mean, what was your guys' favorite? Well, first off, this game is obsessed with food, and it made yeah. me so yep. <laughs> damn hungry playing this game. I mean, it's like there's the Joker cooking mini game. Every time you go there, you're going to the different shops. They're constantly eating food, and I was like, like I've been to Japan once, and like the whole time I'm there, I was like, oh, I just I want to go back. I need to go back <laughs> to Japan now. Like playing this game. Like this is in the same way that like Yakuza. Uh, the Yakuza series is like such a good like um, uh, representation of like Japan as, as sort of like a like a Japan simulator, um, but like for a very specific area, a very specific part of Japan. This is a more like, you know, you, you like a broad like you get a little bit of everything. You get a sample, little little parts of Japan, and and you get um, I don't know, just like little bits and pieces of it. Uh, what was your guys' favorite town? Oof, I I was it was dope to go to uh, Osaka to go to Dotenbori. <laughs> get the crab. Like, Do you know how many motherfuckers I tossed over this bridge <laughs> in past Yakuza games? A grip, and it was just it was just surreal to be there again and see like the giant crab. And mm-hmm. Like oh shit, look, it's all the bikes I used to swing at people on the streets. Yo, let's. And I was like, oh, where's the golfing mini game or whatever the fuck. <laughs> um, it, it was it was really cool to 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 be there and like just feel like like the persona universe is bigger than whichever town that each game took place in yeah so i think i think like overall that that's the feeling is that that yeah like the world of persona obviously takes place in japan in every game but it makes it feel like that world is beyond uh wherever you're stuck at at home Mm -hmm. obviously because like you're beholden to going to high school so of course you're gonna stay in the same town for the most part um, so it, it's 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 like also a it's like a growing process for the characters too that they are on their own now and they can kind of be off into in different cities and just just opens up uh, what 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 we can think of Persona as so I think that and that's obviously about Yakuza can do that uh, because big bad adults with a lot of different criminal organizations across Japan so you get to go to different cities so now that Persona has that it's kind of like damn whatever Persona does next like. Y'all better bring the heat when it comes to like the the the, the virtual tours. I know what aspect. you mean. It's like I I I obviously I'll play it even if they do, but I'm just like I can't do just high schoolers <laughs> going to school again. Like yeah, even like even like yeah, Makoto because like Makoto and Haru are like oh yeah we're in college now, and I'm like that's right, and I'm like just just mm-hmm. college students like that simple change could like be enough. Open, for can me. open up a lot of possibilities. Yeah. Right? Um, and I hope I hope that's a takeaway moving forward because like I liked going to Sendai also. It's like this really chill uh, town that's more nature based, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you um, 
where else do you go? Oh, you go to Sapporo. Like, you have to go to Hokkaido. And it's, uh, mm-hmm. and like, oh shit, you know how many motherfuckers I turned into snowballs as Saijima in, uh, in <laughs> yeah. fucking Yakuza 5? <laughs> that was where the Miku statue, Miku, uh, Miku ice sculpture was. <laughs> or, uh, and then with the whole, the whole side story or the whole story about how Mariko in, in Strikers, like, the whole thing is like, her shit was, her problem was covering up a tragedy that was caused by like the, the city and like trying to mm-hmm. divert responsibility away from the city. Otherwise, like she would lose her career and all other shit, which is like some evil shit. But I was just thinking, like, yo, was it the Miku statue that that fell over? And oh no! Like, Damn, oh, hate no. to see it. Hate to see it. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, it's like just yeah that interconnectedness of like you go to all the like the the tourist attractions of yeah. Japan, and that's just like a really cool feeling. Okinawa, uh, Okinawa, oh, Sunshine Orphanage is like I, right I, across. I take it all back. It's the most important one. I take it all back. Um, Okinawa was the best because yo the like that the theme the theme song that plays at Okinawa is uh, it samples. I say this in my review, but it, it samples a melody from the end credits uh, theme from Persona 5 animation. That's a really good song. And I like, I got, I got in my feelings a little bit. Cause like, yo, we <laughs> we're free. We're here. Like there's a beach scene in every persona game. Persona 5 has a beach scene, but it's like, we're here on our own terms. This is somewhere far away from home. And yeah, we're here to do business, but like there's this really heartwarming theme song that's playing and you just feel free. And it was, I just stood there. I was like, or I sat there and I was like, fucking wild faded. And I was just like, yo, this is so, it brings a tear to my eye. So I remember that, that remember that moment. Cause then I just didn't want to do anything. I was just like chilling, like looking at the sights. I'm like, yo, I'm here with the homies. Ain't nobody can touch me. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, I think you have yeah. to, in order to end that section, you have to go to the camp or something like that. And I just didn't mm-hmm. for the longest time. Just hung out on the beach. Like, yeah, this is nice yeah this is nice mm-hmm. yeah you, you mentioned how uh every, every game has a um a beach scene every game also has a fucking bathhouse scene and they have two of them in this game and i was like two of them shits. two of them and one of them is just directly it, beat for beat the exact same bathhouse scene from persona 3 so, okay yeah mm-hmm. and i was like 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 ah just it, it goes back to what I was saying before, where it's like, it, it, that's where the game falls short for me is when it's like, okay, like the worst moments, they're just like straight up, like recycling content from like other Persona games where you're like, okay. Or anime tropes. Or anime tropes. But like specifically yeah. like the Bathhouse one, I was like, you did this exact same scene in Persona 3. Like exactly. <laughs> where they're hiding behind the rock and if they get caught, they're going to get executed by the girls it's literally the same scene. I was like, <laughs> fuck. Like, anyway. Sorry, that's my bathhouse rant. <laughs> no, I mean, there was I th- something that, like, I was just so baffled by. I think it was the beach scene. Like, there was that shot of, like, on coming out of the ocean, and it's, like, zooming in on, like, her oh, breasts. And then, yeah. like, Ryuji and Joker, like, oh, yeah. And it's, like, really after everything you guys have been through, like, you're still doing <laughs> yeah. this? Yeah. It, it's so out of place, too, because they, like, immediately follow up with this, like, really cute scene of, like, um, Sophie like underwater yeah. like seeing the water for yeah. the first time and you're like that's adorable why'd you have to ruin it with this like weird <laughs> ogling of this teenage girl like yeah I'll be honest the, the, the dating in Persona 5 has always been something that I was pretty uncomfortable with from the get go so I was kind of happy that there was less emphasis on yeah. dating like there were moments yeah. where you could like pick someone to hang out with i think there's one in particular which mm-hmm. i, I like that there was less of that because like 
all of that in Persona 5 just ends super awkwardly with them saying they love you after. <laughs> it, I, and they're also in high school. And it's just like, I was like, I'm just too old for this. I can't, I can't do this. Five is like super weird because you can date like adults in that one. Yeah. Which they, yeah. It's like, it's, they get it's, weirder it's weird. each game. Like each game takes it to a whole new level. And you're like, why are you yeah. doing this? So like, I appreciated that there was, that was less of a focus. However, at the same time, I thought it was a little weird that like, everything you did as joker in persona 5 was kind of forgotten and yeah. that goes to even to like the personas that characters use are not their like level 10 confidant versions which is fine like i imagine they did it cuz just cuz they didn't want to spoil the final versions of those personas for people who may have not finished persona 5 or, or technically you, know. you didn't have to beat their social links so yeah like- but like it it just still felt weird cuz it's like like, you know, I got like on in Ryuji's different persona pretty early on in Persona 5 and Persona 5 Royal that it was just weird to see those old ones back. But the game does other things like that where it just kind of yeah ignores your decisions that you made, which, you know, I don't know how they make that work anyway. But like, I don't know, maybe at the beginning, like, who did you date in Persona? And you like pick and then maybe there's an extra scene. And then like, if you pick them, their their persona would be like the evolved version of it or something along those lines. I, I 100% agree. That is... Uh, something they've also did in the Persona 4 spinoffs is like, yeah, they wouldn't have their ultimate persona. And like, um, but then like the Persona 3 characters did have their ultimate personas. But I think that's because like in Persona 3, it happens no matter what, like in the story while Persona 4, it doesn't. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with you where it's like, I wish, I, I do wish there was some like follow through. Like, yeah, like at the beginning of the game, like, you know who did you hang out with or like i romanced makoto so please like give me like a line that acknowledges that somewhere in this game yeah it it even goes back to like the fact that people still think the phantom thieves are the bad guys after everything and i get part of that is because of the 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 des- stealing desires and whatnot but after a while it's just like i just i did 135 hours of of saving the world in the last game and everyone's just like oh yeah the phantom thieves they're old news now and they're also thieves it's just like yeah but i guess you can you can wipe that under the rug because of the desire thing but every now and then i'd be i'd be like come on remember what i've done (laughs) it's one of like my i think it's something i like but dislike about strikers is that they really tried so hard to make it so if you didn't play persona 5 you could still play strikers um, and on one hand, I'm with you guys where it's like, well, I don't like this because I put all of this time into making these choices and doing all of these things mm-hmm. only to see that just not matter. But on the other hand, I kind of respect that there's a 40 hour mini version of Persona 5 for people. So if they're not super inclined to start with Persona 5, they can try Strikers, see mm-hmm. how they feel and then kind of go backwards mm-hmm. and play it. So I kind of feel conflicted on it. But I guess as a fan who played the original, I would have preferred, yeah, if they made Strikers like a full on sequel, like really went into it. Um well, I, I think for me, the underlying thing is that cops are trash. And so the fact that the the, the Phantom Thieves are under like are under um, investigation again, I think speaks to me. I was like, yo, this speaks more to how mm. how fucked up uh, criminal investigation and the police department and all this other bullshit is like it doesn't it doesn't matter what, what the Phantom Thieves have done in the past. It doesn't matter what their reputation is with the public. If we can if we can pin it on them and all signs point to them because that's they a don't fair know. Point. Yeah. yeah. That, that's kind of how I personally justify it. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm fine with this. And like having Zenkichi as kind of the middleman between those things mm. is 
I think it was imp- it's important for the um, just like give give the story a little bit more give it a little bit more sense of like why the Phantom Thieves are under fire again, um, which gave Zenkichi an opportunity to shine as well. And I think um, I think that's a big the next big thing that uh, we want to probably want to touch on is like Zenkichi is such an important character, man. Like holy shit, it's like a lot of the spinoff characters have been good in like persona games like yeah. i like i like labris i like labris is great uh i the, the the q2 characters are pretty cool the um uh but yeah it's but there's something about something about strikers and zenkichi like to where the story kind of it kind of revolves around them because we already know who the phantom thieves are we mm. know what they're about we know what they've been through so in strikers it's kind of like we can use Sophia and we can use specifically Zenkichi as kind of the touchstone to where if we build the story around him, uh, it gives the Phantom Thieves an opportunity to do something, but also gives uh, him the spotlight to be his own character. And like the fact that he is kind of, you know, he's he, at the at the beginning, he's just he's like your your typical kind of cop. And you don't trust him, and for good reason. Everyone says, like, yo, fuck cops. I don't trust your ass. Back the fuck up. Shout out to Haru. Shout out to Haru. Shout out to Haru, yeah. And, and Yusuke as well. They're like, fuck these motherfuckers. And I, 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 I love that. I love that energy because, like, it sets, a, it sets the tone very early on about who the Phantom Thieves are and the attitudes that they've had in the original game. Um, and also, it, it, puts, um, it puts a lot of the onus on Zenkichi to prove himself in the story, uh, which he eventually does. And, yeah, it's he's... he's um, He's great because obviously he's he's conflicted about his role in society, um, and his his family problems are of, are of course like the crux of all of it. But I think that he like it, it's it's pretty wild to have an adult character in a Persona game and also be a very important shout character out to Persona has, Two. Hey, shout out to <laughs> oh my yo my I was just writing about her today. Maya Amino, that's that's my girl. This, uh, Zenkichi reminded me a lot of Persona Two because uh, Persona Two Eternal Punishment in particular, that whole cast yeah. is is all adults. Yeah. It's not as dark as Persona Two. Persona Two gets like mad dark, but like yeah. how fucked up those characters are. But it it like <laughs> it was super refreshing to have like an adult character as yeah. a party member in this game yeah and that that's like and uh so yeah zenkichi learns a lot from the Fa- phantom thieves and like he doesn't he, he acknowledges that he doesn't know everything especially with his daughter akane and like the thing about like the phantom thieves have a certain uh they have youth but they also have maturity at the same time so they're ba- they're like they impart a lot of their wisdom and knowledge to a lot of the villains throughout the game but they also very much impart that onto Zenkichi. So then Zenkichi is able to kind of overcome the structural barriers of being in the police force to where he's almost like, yeah, fuck this shit. Like the, 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 the structures of justice aren't going to solve my personal problem. They also aren't going to solve the, the bigger problem that the fight fan fan are fighting against. And then, so he's, he becomes the linchpin, the focus for conveying that theme. So you get the, you get the theme, uh, they they nail that theme, and then in doing so, Zenkichi becomes a, like a really good character, and uh, if he, he feels very natural. Like even though he's he's like the awkward adult who's still trying to figure things out, um, that's what makes him really special. He also and he re- grow, grows a lot. He also that. turns into my Bloodborne Hunter, which is pretty cool. Facts, <laughs> facts. I was it's like, damn, cool that, that yeah, that that's what I play as in Bloodborne. <laughs> they nailed it. Yep. <laughs> uh, I also really kind of like. I don't know if this was because maybe they had some sort of stipulation or something, but it's the most Musou playing character out of the whole crew. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they just were like, let's have a character with a gimmick and a giant sword that sweeps everything. And mm. it it was that was a good feeling to kind of have that again. But uh, I like Zenkichi a lot. And some of my favorite moments in the game were tied to everything he did. Big facts. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, Ak- uh, Akane. Akane is adorable. Mm-hmm. Her being a fucking Phantom Thieves super fan yeah. was the cutest. The like shit, a yeah. streamer. Yeah. She's a streamer and she's got like a. <laughs> she has like these little like puppets or something and she's got yeah. like. How much she had like a lot, like five hundred people or something watching. And they were all like, "Oh shit! Like, look yeah. at these kids! Like, I, I wanted them to tell her tell her who they were so bad." So, the first the first dialogue <laughs> option you get is literally Joker just saying, "Oh, that's us." Yeah, yeah and but then, she doesn't and like. No one, like no one buys it. Like everyone stops. <laughs> she's like, uh-huh. at you and like, no, just just let me do it. Well, it's uh, it's it's interesting because like she has the figures on her shelf, which I assume is because like you kind of see like. A figure of them on the television yeah. in the original game but like how could she not tell like yeah. come on like how could she <laughs> also, not tell that they're them man I, i'm they're getting screwed over by all the royalties on that merch right there yeah oh yeah <laughs> the persona 5 royalties yep Ooh. the persona wow. 5 royalties I, i'm also kind of confused at how anyone knows what they look like really considering they do most of their work in the metaverse, the metaverse. where people well, don't they, see them but then they uh, even when they like put themselves on the screen and like in, in the, it's silhouette so i'm like yeah. how do they know all the details of these characters but hey right it, that's one of those things where it's just like I, like it's cool because i really like how they did that with akane and how she's a super fan i think it's really adorable yeah yeah i think uh for me like zenkichi's my favorite character in this game he's become one of my favorite persona 5 characters in general and i love something that like i think you know with persona 5 there's a, a very big disconnect between like teenagers and adults mm. like yeah you have some of the confidants who are cool um and but it's just like in this it's like to see an adult like get that strength of will and that sense of justice and like form a persona i thought was really great that it's like not all adults mm. are evil like some of them might just be a little misguided or in the case of zenkichi like life just kind of weighed down on him right like he wanted to take down a wada for akane but he knew the risks and the dangers of that um, but he knew that Akane would also hate him forever. Like, I think that that all that with Zenkichi, I think, was really, really excellent. And I think he's such a great character to add to that game. And I, I love that he's an adult. I know that sounds kind of weird to say, but I love that he's not just like another teenager that's like joining the Phantom Thieves. Like, he's an adult with r- real world responsibilities and like choices that he's made that have come with him through his whole life. Um, yeah. And then I thought I thought Akane was also great to to kind of like give more to him and like. I think like Makoto also talks with Akane because they've both like Akane, uh, Makoto lost her father and Akane is just like, I hate my dad. And she's like, you know, you're he's doing what he thinks is the best for you. And like, you know that like you wouldn't actually want to lose him. And like, I think that like the way they kind of try to mend that relationship and how with like Akane's palace is, is really short uh, compared to all the other ones. But I really like how that's used as a story device to like mm-hmm. just specifically be there to be that point where like Zenkichi awakens to his persona and he kind of gets to come to terms with like the decisions he's made. And he's just like, you're right. Like I'm wrong. You know, like not a whole lot of parents will always admit that they're wrong to their children. And I love that Zenkichi did that. Say, Evan, talk that talk. That, uh, <laughs> that, that actual discussion where Makoto got to talk to Akane about her dad and what he does was, I think my favorite kind of character moment in the whole game. Cause mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of a thing that like Makoto in Persona 5 was just like, my dad was a cop, bad things happened. And then you kind of move on past it and to kind of hear her mm. talk about 
what actually happened and how it affected her and how it, it could be used as an example to help someone else who has to deal with the same exact thing. I'd like that. I, there are like two points where I felt super emotional. I actually had to like pause the game and stop during that one. So that, it got me, it got me real, real bad. Like it, it was just, you don't know what's going to happen. Don't leave things like unsaid. Just appreciate what, what you got. And that kind of thing. It's, it was a real good moment. I didn't expect it. Muso games shouldn't make me feel sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. Oh, yeah. I remember I played that. Like I got home, I was like kind of drunk, and I was like, it's like one a.m. and I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna play a little bit more Persona Five Strikers. Oh, no. And I hit that point, and I was like borderline sobbing. I was like, all right, I gotta stop. <laughs> I gotta yeah. go to bed. It's time to go to bed. But yeah, that that's probably one of my favorite moments too. I just think that that whole scene, even like. Like what you're talking about, like the sad stuff is really good, but even just like when they show up and just start like treating Akane like a friend yeah. and, and showing oh, her yeah. ropes and all that stuff, I just thought was so wholesome and like it's just it's just a lot of fun to watch. And once again, I too am surprised that it was in a Muso game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but the, that in that in that regard, like it's it's very much a Persona game because uh, Atlas did have a heavy hand in uh making it what it what it was and uh i just well like I, I know we mentioned this before but the thing that evan said about uh zenkichi having real world problems having real adult problems and like career stuff and that conflict that you that gets in more detail later on in the story about um iwata and his the kind of the structural barriers to him finding his um finding his justice and Again, I just think that that storyline kind of hammers home the point of that uh, in institutions are they're it they're they're fucked up and the, like that's the theme of oh, that's always a the theme of Persona Five is that people in positions of power can abuse institutions in ways that like on massive scales. That's the story of Persona Five. That's the story of Strikers. Uh, but the fact that it, it it focused in on that one particular thing really. It speaks volumes uh, for that, and the fact that it's about about being in law enforcement and how manipulable law enforcement can be, depending on who you have to work with and who's in who can call the shots. Especially in like that late game moment where basically Zenkichi is like his decisions are overridden, and like they want like the the police force wants to arrest the Phantom Thieves, but Zenkichi's like, Nah, dog, I know the truth. I know what's going on here. And it's like, nah, fuck you. Like, it doesn't matter what you say. We're taking over from here. And uh, that's maybe they did. Maybe that's not their particular to say like a broader message. Regardless, it does say a lot uh, about about institutions and infrastructure and how those things can be abused. That's I don't know. I like when I think back more to it now, it's like uh, the fact like Zankichi is such a huge focus. Let them execute on that. And I do think. It's one of those moments that it's that it's not necessarily on the nose, which is kind of weird for Persona 5. But the more you kind of think about it, the more you kind of break it down, the more it's uh, it's just indicative of that theme and what the game is trying to say. So, yeah, I, I, wish, I, uh... I wish we had more Sai Nijima and Zenkichi scenes. Yeah, like, she, there's yeah. kind of that one part yep. where she gets him out, but it's from her perspective. I, I don't know. It, it was kind of oddly done. But, man, I yeah, feel like yeah. there could have been some really good really good stuff between those two characters yeah. i won't get into too many spoilers with the original persona 5 but with sai nijima it's kind of similar in persona 5 where it's like the institution and all of the responsibility she has is kind of weighing her down and it's like making her 
I guess, kind of lose her, her like her sense of, of justice. So like, I think Zenkichi's a larger version of that, where it's like they mm-hmm. kind of dabble with it a little bit with Sainijima in the original game, but then Zenkichi's just like full force. And like, yeah, would it have been cool if Sainijima has a persona and joins the crew? Of course, but <laughs> Zenkichi's a good trade-off. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, would Zenkichi's great. I just like Sai is so cool. Like I, yeah, oh, one of yeah. my favorite characters in the oh, original. Yeah, she's like Hell totally yeah. badass. While Zenkichi's like a dork, uh, so yeah. they're, they're almost like opposites of each other. Yeah, so. yeah, I like them both a lot. <laughs> Strikers too, where it's uh, Sai Nijuma and Zenkichi, and they fight cops. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I love and then that. God at the end. Yes. Yeah, and then God. Yeah, <laughs> I love that they got Sai in there even a little bit. I was so disappointed mm-hmm. at the beginning where like they very clearly in your face like, look, Iwai isn't here, Takemi isn't here. Like, I guess <laughs> yeah. none of your friends aren't gonna be here. Wink, wink, yeah. nod, nod. But then, like, the fact that they did, and I, I kind of thought maybe it's just, like, it wasn't get worth getting the voice actors and everyone back just for, like, yeah. a little scene. Only for them to do that exact thing with Sai Nijimo, where she comes in. And I was I like, also thought they, sweet. they were kind of copping out because at the beginning, it's, like, from her perspective. So it's in first person. So I thought it was, they were, like, doing a thing of, like, <laughs> that was her, but, like, she doesn't actually say anything. But then, like. No, she totally talks. And I was like, oh, okay, never mind. It's like, do they have to pay yeah. royalties on her character model, too? Yeah. <laughs> like, like... <laughs> Maybe Atlas is like, we don't want to give you this one. Go yeah, down. wow, wow, wow. <laughs> well, moving on to the other big character, uh, Sophia. Yeah. Uh, how'd you guys feel about Sophia? I Hot take. Didn't like her. I... I'm with him. Whoa. Okay. She's not as good as Nkichi. I will, I will give that. I thought she was adorable. She's so cute. And mm-hmm. I love her energy in the, like just from the get go. She's got this like, I don't know. It's like every persona game kind of like has to have that, like has to have like your kind of like innocent mascot character, you know? And I would say like in that spectrum, I, I quite like her, her just like bubbly chill energy. Uh, the way she's always just like, yo, phantom thieves, like what's up? And just like on the phone. I love how Joker has to hold his phone in every cutscene, because she, <laughs> so she can be involved in the conversation, uh, just like she, I don't know, like she, she, obviously, like her her bigger role is kind of like plays onto like the larger story stuff at the end. But like, uh, I I appreciated her as like an additional, uh, as like an extra character. Like again, maybe like she doesn't quite hit the same way as in Kichi for me, but. Um, I just thought she was so charming and, and everything about her was just like adorable, including her, her shop, which is so cute. It's a banger of a theme. Banger oh, yeah, that music yeah. is incredible. She, she definitely grew on me over the course of the game, but 
at the beginning, especially when she was like, Joker, what is kindness? And I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) And I got three options that are like, it's when you're nice to people. I don't fucking know. And it's just like, okay, I don't need to. (laughs) But I kind of feel you on that. I I, I thought she was a good addition to the team. Like it was nice having her there just like a, just to have a different character to play as and like unlock different Mm -hmm. moves with, but also like just having her insight. And I did like, like the scene I think of is, or the scenes I think of is whenever she asks Joker very politely to like hold up the phone so she can see what they're seeing. Like I, I thought that was pretty cute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think like she served a purpose as to kind of be the, um, kind of be the the centerpiece for kind of ex- like to do a lot of the the simple the basic explaining of certain things. Um, to kind of drive home some of the themes, whereas Zenkichi is acts as like the statement about like societal structures, whereas Sophia was kind of the character who can focus in on like uh, personal feelings and emotions mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I was I was like, okay, I was with Jake. I was like, all right, you gotta explain kindness to her. Like, of course, because she's an AI and whatever. She doesn't really understand that. But I think like over time, that kind of builds towards something. Yeah, I think, uh, to I where, think yeah. the payoff works too. Like yeah. to uh-huh. an extent, I think it works about I don't know if we want to get too deep into that, but like we can, Ichinose's whole thing and her foil. Oh, I want to talk Ichinose, Ichinose at some point. Yeah, yeah. We we, we well. could we could go into it. I mean it's a spoiler cast, yeah, so it's that's, a, spoiler that's cast. a big and part of her her character. I just don't want to yeah. throw off your pace here, Jean Luc. That's fine. We can <laughs> doesn't matter. No, There's I, so I th- much I think Yeah, to to talk about Sophia, you also need to talk about Ichinose. because they're obviously they're they're inherently tied to each other she has the strangest introduction of like- i hate it i hate it it was i was like what the hell is that like i was like what a horrible way to introduce a character where she just happened to be you there and know show it from up. The start. Yeah, yeah i knew she was a bad guy right when she showed up and like was just kind of new things and was like kind of more involved than she should be i was like okay we haven't heard from her in a long time. It makes sense for her to come back when she comes back and her motivations. All right. I get it. Yeah. And she's like, I'm the one who made Emma. And I'm like, mm, all right. And you were the Surprise. one that was tampering with the phone the whole time that we kept noticing. Surprise. Oh, she asked to check my phone to see. Um, I think that's what she did in Sendai. She was like, oh, can I see your phone? Like, Oh yeah, of course. Like she pulled a familiar with, or never mind. I'm not gonna say it. Ah, I was gonna gonna say a five spoiler, but I'm not gonna do that. So (laughs) I I know what you were gonna say too. Um, But yeah, I I think that like Sophia serves a a, like out of all of kind of like we talked about this earlier too. Is that like out of all the additional characters that get added to spinoffs and uh, kind of definitive editions of whatever Persona game, like she's less on the outside looking in she's in on everything uh so i and i think that that's really important to make that character important the same way zankichi is like very much involved in the happenings of uh the storyline uh rather than an, an accessory uh, and i i think th- i think that's really cool and i think that like the whole concept of ai and you know being being driven by like technology and phones kind of uh, people letting that kind of drive their lives is an overall message as well, and I think that having having uh, Sophia kind of be the um, the juxtaposition to that mm-hmm. is you know it, it serves a really good purpose. Whether or not like that theme, uh, j- like whether or not you fuck with that theme or not, uh, is a different story. But um, she serves her purpose, and I, yeah, I I do like her personality because it doesn't like lean into it doesn't lean too heavily into the like oh I'm the cutesy character and I'm gonna say I'm gonna be all cute and shit like um 
like she genuinely has a development arc that that means something yeah. to the overall theme of the game. So I like they they they, they didn't uh, she doesn't feel like she just added on kind of like a like a Marie in Persona 4 Golden or even like I don't know. I mean, she's she's uh, like an I guess okay. is like really yeah. what she is. Yeah. Espe- okay. Especially yeah, yeah. in how like at the end, I mean, just like get right into it. Like at the end when she gets her persona, which is a great scene, by the way, it's oh, maybe one of my yeah. favorite scenes oh, in the game. I was like, oh, let's go. This is great. Yeah. Um, Like she 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 drops like her her sort of like robot voice a little bit and she just starts speaking more normally like she kind of has this like very like like you said kind of cute like i'm i'm an ai voice and and she like when she gets that persona she drops it in the same way that i guess drops her robot voice in persona 3 and i was like oh like she's a person now like she's got her persona and it's like i that moment was like when her when her character just like comes together and you're like oh shit uh, ben, I'm gonna yeah. let you go first because I got a lot to say here. Oh, <laughs> oh, you want me to go? No, go, 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 go. Okay. Uh, I guess you, know, you guys already said all the really cool stuff about all the serious <laughs> story bits. So let's get to gush about how much I love the her small little character weird things. Like, I love how whenever she needs to make like a like a sound or to like prove a point, she just makes the weird sound with her mouth. It was really Should cool. We- yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's like pooping a... modem dial-up sounds just to like do it for the sake of doing it. Uh, I love a little small detail that uh, made me almost keep her in my party all the time was when you do an all-out attack with her and Joker in the same party, she does the little wrist adjustment thing with him. <gasps> oh, really? Oh, yeah, it's adorable that. as hell. Uh, I love it because she just wants to be like him. Uh, <laughs> uh, I also really, really love... Uh, her moments with Ryuji. Ryuji calling her shorty killed me. Uh, <laughs> oh, and also the moment where uh, they're, I think it was Okinawa when they were down in that abandoned factory or whatever. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just start talking shit to, to her and Ryuji s- steps out and he's like, yeah, shut the fuck up. It's so good. And I love it. I, I, I just, Ryuji and Sophie together are great. For, yeah. Give me yeah. like a buddy buddy cop spinoff with Ryuji and Sophie. <laughs> and then Cyan. Uh, yeah, there <laughs> and you go. Zekichi. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I, uh, uh, yeah. Well, the only thing I'll, I'll, I want to add about Ryuji real quick, I don't want to get into it too much, is like, I think Ryuji says some of the most poignant stuff in this game. Um, I think that like he in the beginning, he's like, you're an idiot, Ryuji. But I think he ends up saying like a lot of great stuff like that. And then when like you're fighting Kanoe, and Kanoe's like, I don't understand, like, what's the difference between me and you? Like, we're both changing hearts. Like, are you doing the right thing? And Ryuji's just like, you know, to be honest, like, I don't know if we're doing the right thing, but we sure as shit aren't going to fucking let you do what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, yes. Because something I love about all the Persona 5 games is like, are you doing the right thing? That question's asked all the time. So for Ryuji to be like, yeah, I don't know, but we're not going to let you get away with what you're fucking doing. <laughs> so good. Oh, Evan, I'm glad you brought that up. Um. Oh. Anyways, about Sophia. I I have such it's so hard for me with Sophia because she to me just exists as that character to like between the I guess the 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 cast that already exists and the audience where she's always asking questions like what's a calling card like what's a change of heart what's oh. mementos and I get that she existed for that purpose for people who hadn't played Persona 5 Royal so they can kind of be involved with the story and I don't feel like Sophia grew in any way. She was the exact same character at the end of the story. She was at the beginning of the story. I know she goes through that whole, you know, where she kind of awakens to her own persona and like doesn't 
obeyed a command, but I don't feel like her character really changed at all. She was still the same bubbly, happy person at the end of the story. Um, and I just, like, again, no royal spoilers, but I felt Kasumi was so great in the way they use her. So for Sophia to be, like, the next red-haired new chick and for them <laughs> okay. not to not to really do anything with her, like, she understands herself and goes through all that, but it doesn't pay off in any significant way. Um, but I will say, though, Ichinose, um, we already said that intro with Ichinose, horrible, so stupid. <laughs> and the fact that she just kind of keeps, wa- like, when you go to that Kanoe conference and she just kind of wanders in and, like, she just talks to you and she has this, like, stupid, f- I was like, who is this woman? I don't like her. I don't understand her. But I will say the most impactful moment to me in this game is when you do find out Ichinose's uh, reasoning for doing what she does. I'm not trying to get too personal here or anything, but when Ichinose talks about always having a really hard time showing her emotions and people calling her like very weird for that and being like, what's wrong with you? And her kind of like internalizing that and accepting that and her turning into that. I've been there before. I've also had a very hard time showing like excitement or sadness. And like people have said to me, like, why aren't you crying? Like, why aren't you sad right now? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. Is there something wrong with me? So it's like, I've not fallen into the depths that Ichinose has, but like in my own life, I have been told this um, and I have felt it. So for her to go through that again, like I was like, oh my goodness, like that hit me like extremely hard. And like in that moment, I did not like Ichinose almost the entire game. But then when that happened, I was like, okay, one of my favorite characters in this game. Like, I love that. That was so clever. That's so smart. Like it makes so, so much sense that she would create humanity's companion right that she would Uh try to like because again she fell so deep into these depths of like truly believing that she didn't have emotions and then you know when Sophia goes to the whole thing I don't care much for Sophia's transformation but when she gets like Ichinose to cry and to like feel something I was like man like that is so emotionally intense like I kind of was like Jake in that like I just fired up the game at like 10 a.m. on a Saturday and I was like, I'm gonna keep playing Persona 5 Strikers. And it was like 11 a.m. when that hit me so hard. I was like, oh. Again, it just spoke to me on a personal level. Mm. And I think that just completely 180 Ichinose in my mind where it was like looking back on it. It's just like the fact that she was so fake and happy, like that was her it like genuine attempt to express emotion where she couldn't just speak normally. And I was like, I, I get it now. Like, of course she would awkwardly walk up to them and talk to them this way. So like, I just did a 180 on her. And then of course, in the end, when, when her and Sophia go off together, I was like, that's so sweet mm-hmm. and I love it. So I love that so much. So mm-hmm. while I don't care much for Sophia, I don't feel like she grew too much as a character and she just existed to tell the story to people who might not know the story and need to catch up with the story. How she ties into Ichinose, I thought was absolutely brilliant. My favorite part of the game, hands down, is that whole reveal with Ichinose. Damn, I respect that. Yeah, absolutely. That's what's up. I feel like <laughs> Persona's best moments like has that moment for characters like that. I had that with some characters from like Persona Four, and like that's why that game stuck with me. So like, yeah, man, dude, I feel I feel you on that when like that happens. Yeah. Like Persona is best, <laughs> yeah. just like has a thing happen with like a character and their struggles, and you're like, oh fuck. It's me. It's me. <laughs> oh, shit. It was me all along. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. Like, everyone has that character that, that they identify, or those characters that they identify with that really fucking hit them. Because, like, I would say, like, oh, I, I, get, I get Kwan Ichinose. Like, I, I, I get it. But, you know, it does, 
to me it was like a story device and that was cool uh but like hearing evan talk about it, i'm like oh shit like this this comes from a genuine place and other people feel this thing like mm-hmm. for me like kanji's story in persona 4 like like i can't even talk about it without like bursting into tears like i'm trying to explain kanji to other people and it fucks me up every single fucking time and i'm not gonna do it here i'm not gonna do it here but that 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 but that that what that says is that like evan i feel like evan is like that's how you feel about her and everyone everyone has that character in uh in persona you know what i'm saying that's the that's the beauty of persona dog you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. <laughs> wonderful oh, wonderful video game apparently i hate them but wonderful video game. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, I mean, I guess let's move on to, ah, oh, fuck. We're all over the place here. Uh, <laughs> I guess we haven't really talked about the combat much. Yeah. That, uh, that's what I was going to say. It's probably a good thing to yeah. touch, touch on. Um, I, I think we've, we've kind of alluded to it, but it's like, that was the part of the game that I was the least like looking forward to because I mean, I've just, I've never been able to get into Muso games. Like I've tried and they just kind of bounce off of me and, and, and uh, I respect them. I know how much Ben loves them. I know how much other people uh, I know, I know love them, uh, but I've just never been able to get into them. But I was really shocked. Like how much this game is more persona than it is Muso. It is like, yeah. it, it it is very much, like it's such an obvious comparison but it really feels that way of like it's they they did what like yakuza like a dragon did where it's like oh you translated like it's not just like oh you know we turned it into this game it's like you 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 took what made they took what made yakuza work and they translated it into a, a you know rpg a turn-based combat game and they took what made personas turn-based combat work and they translated it to real-time combat and it's like pretty flawless like i'm sure like i you know maybe i got some issues with maybe like the sp and it it could be kind of messy especially in the beginning but like once you get into it it's like it works really well Mm -hmm. yeah it's for me like i I remember listening to john luke michael like your preview and talking about like it's just a lot like it's just a lot coming in your face all at once and i i actually started (laughs) okay all right all right okay okay all right all right um, I started the game on easy. <laughs> anyway, that's right, it. Get for out the of podcast. your system. Get out of your system. Get out of your system. It's been a good show. Pack it up. Ooh boy. Um, Everyone listening to this on our Twitter, uh, make sure to check out the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, right, Evan, you have the floor. <laughs> right. Uh, so for me, uh, I started the game on easy because you guys said that, and I was like, I, I just want to, you know. I just want to kind of get my, my grips with it. And I think that Alice's Palace is definitely a case of like, you're just trying to figure it out. But mm-hmm. once you do get into it and you figure it out and what I did, I kind of would like, I would go to a boss and I would save right before I would find out what their weaknesses is. I would reload the game and go back in and get all the party members that had the correct things. And like, yeah. it felt amazing when it was like, I think I said earlier, it was like, it was Kanoe where it was like, it was like electricity, nuke and bless were like his weaknesses. So it's like, I got Ryuji, Makoto and Sophia on the team with Joker who has all those abilities. And like, I was just wailing on him. Like that boss fight was kind of a joke, but like in a good way where it was just like, he was no threat whatsoever. And once your brain, I guess, kind of adapts to it. And once you get it, I think it's really, really satisfying, but there's definitely is like that really, really steep learning curve. Mm-hmm. The, 
I, yeah, obviously we, we've, we talked about how you grow, you kind of grow into the combat system. Uh, and there, there are like, there are some things to figure out and they lay on the tutorials very heavy, but I'm just like, yo, the music is bumping. I'm ready to fucking go. I ain't trying to read no motherfucking tutorials. I play a lot of persona games. I think I get it. And then, uh, you're like, oh shit. I, I, I guess I don't. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, once it starts to come into focus, like, yeah, it is a little messy with how you manage SP and the fact like the boss, the boss fights are really, really good in this game. Um, I think that, I think they, 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 they should, if they want to do a follow-up, like they say they want to. Um, oh shit. Really? They said yeah, that? that, you know, on GameSpot.com, you know damn, what I'm saying? Check out, check no, out this interview. Damn. You know what I'm saying? They want to. Um, Game GameSpot. We are not a publicly okay. traded company. Uh, <laughs> to the moon. Uh, uh, but like the the thing about bosses, like you kind of you you go in there first, and if you don't have the right like party composition, you should go back and like get the right party composition. So it's a little like the elemental stuff is important, but I think uh, you should, they like it's it's a little difficult to kind of well, it's not difficult. It's just a little messy to kind of figure out at first. But yo, it's it's. Like the the way you can kind of have combos because you have like three hit combos that do elemental damage also and it's like okay that's my bread and butter and then I can use my XP to like break down their their armor or whatever so I can do an all out attack there's just and then there's one more attack and then you have guns that can give you one more attack and then there's stuff around the field that you can use as elemental attacks to hit their weakness again there's just a constant feed of all these different things that you can use in combat and like it never stops it never stops there's always some shit to do so you're never button mashing if you're button mashing in persona 5 striggers you're doing it wrong uh and i i just really like that because at first you can probably button mash through some of the fights early on um or you might get caught in the caught with trying to use all your uh, use all your sp and all your elemental abilities and you're caught with your dick in your hand uh so once you figure out that balance though it's just like holy shit i have so much in my arsenal it's and it's extremely satisfying and um yeah it's just it just takes time to figure out uh but once you do holy shit my god it is like i'm every time i finish like a big fight um i i forget to i'm, for, I'm forgetting to breathe like i have to breathe manually <laughs> when i'm playing this game it's so fucking cool it's so fucking cool to like to just play this game um and I think like Persona Five does an incredible job of making a turn-based combat system feel like it has a lot of momentum. So it doesn't feel like you're you're like you're slogging through a turn-based system where you're like waiting for this thing, waiting for this thing to happen. Uh, it's just like it's so quick on its feet. <laughs> Persona Five Shredder said, "You thought you was quick on your feet in P5, <laughs> motherfucker. You better be running the whole time because holy shit, uh, yeah, I ah they." Uh, they say they don't want to. They they want to continue this this combat system. They better fucking do something with it. it whether it's another P five strikers or another thing. Mm. Uh, I was gonna you say I I. It's, it was actually kind of weird that it I, I it had less moves than a usual Muso game, uh, but I think that's just because of all the extra magic uh, stuff from using personas um, to kind of make up for it. And it was kind of interesting how how they chose to go more linear with the way that your character would level up and advance and get new abilities. So each one only has like four things that they can get, and they do that. Some of them almost feel like essential things to your kit, like Ryuji having his uh, armor for like twice as long is a huge thing. Uh, but I I like that they kind of have that in there, but I kind of almost wish that it was in there by default. 
But I think my favorite thing about the combat is just how different each of the characters feel. Because you can't yeah. play Ryuji the same way that you play Makoto, the same way that you play uh, Sophie. Like they're they're all they're all different. You've got to know their kind of tricks and their their things. And I I got so good with Ryuji that I just use him regardless of what I was fighting, mm-hmm. just because he. It was the same thing in Persona 5. I, I got my Ryuji to just do a ridiculous amount of damage even if it wasn't like electricity damage so I just carried yeah, him through it. Um, and I, I really appreciate that even outside of just the, the variance in the way that the characters play, I really like the the attention to detail for the animations for their attacks too will actually draw from what they did in Persona 5. Like Ryuji's basic combo is the same like three hit thing he does for a regular attack in Persona 5. And I appreciate that stuff a lot. Yeah. yeah, that's a, yeah, that's definitely one thing I, I mentioned in my review is that like, not only are do all the characters play differently, and are they they're effective in their own ways once you figure out how to use them, but it's also representative of their personalities and how they actually carry themselves uh, in the original game. So it, it doesn't feel like it's just like some slapped on thing. Little things like that, like the animations, the way they function, the the ways in which they are effective. To me, that says that they put a lot of fucking effort into making sure mm-hmm. that this is a Persona game that properly represents Persona Five, and yeah, I just that I think that speaks a lot to the the quality of just the experience, especially if you're coming to this as a Persona fan, where you're gonna probably be connected to a lot of those personality traits, and you're gonna notice a lot of those small things. To see all that kind of come together, it's like wow, they really they really got it. They really understand what makes Persona Five click for us. Yeah. The other thing that really stood out to me was just how many personas there were. For some reason, I got it in my head that there wouldn't be as many, and I'm sure there probably aren't as many. But I, because you'd get like two at a time, maybe like three, and then you get to a point where all of a sudden you're getting a ton, and you're scrolling through, and there's all these different personas with different moves, and that that impressed me. That added a lot to it, in my opinion. Like I, I like the whole Velvet Room stuff played way more of a role than I expected it to. I figured mm, yeah. it would just be. Mm-hmm. a story thing where you talk to it was lavenza mm-hmm. um every mm-hmm. now and then and she'd update you and maybe you could like level up arsene or some persona that you've had for a while mm-hmm. but like i spent a lot of time fusing personas and like mixing and matching that stuff which i didn't expect to do in this game uh which which was nice but i think the 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 thing that stood out to me too like you guys said there is a lot to handle and it is kind of difficult. Uh, I played through the entire game on normal until like the very end when I was trying to finish this so I could record the podcast and I dropped it down to easy. <laughs> I did the but same man, thing. Like, some, of those, some of those fights get pretty tough. Uh, yeah, they do. Like some of it just comes down to, I think I just needed to grind more and do more requests because I got to a point where I just started ignoring the requests because they were tough to track and not that interesting. So I stopped, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, like the difficulty, I think it, 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 it like strikes a really good balance of forcing you to use everything in your kit and at the same time like you're getting like just enough money to like pick the most important things you can't just do that rpg thing where you walk into town with like hundreds of thousands hundreds of thousands of gold and just buy like (laughs) stack everyone with what you want but i actually had to make like informed decisions on which who I wanted to upgrade, like what I, mm-hmm. what, what personas I wanted, which I, I personally really like because that's one of my pet peeves is when the economy just kind of just doesn't matter when you get to a point. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of does. When you get to the final uh, jail, it's just kind of like, yeah, I'm just going to get whatever I want because I can. Um, but 
that that I, I really liked. Uh, I if I had more time, I probably would have just grinded out those levels and stayed on normal, but had things to do. <laughs> yeah, we we all do. Um, but yeah, it, yeah. The, the the fact that the game was like challenging and in some really unexpected ways, I think, is uh, it made me like I I stuck with uh, normal difficulty throughout. Um, uh, but like, yeah, the ways in which it challenged you, it was like, oh fuck, like. This is, uh, I do have to think about this. And I know like the Muso kind of stereotype is that it is button mashing. I know that like Dynasty Warriors, like those games are much more than that. But um, but that does feed into like my favorite things about RPGs is like, you know, planning, strategizing, having the right people in place and understanding like all of your abilities and like using all of it. That's like, that's such a cool thing. Like even like having the like Joker's Kitchen where you can cook up a bunch of SP items. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I tend to do the thing where I like I'll save items until the very end, and even on the last boss fight, I know this is the last fight, and I was like, ah, do I really want to use my SP items? I was actually like starting to use my SP items a lot, um, just like to keep the pace going. But then, at, like at a certain point, I'm like, oh shit! Like I'm actually like, I can see myself like spreading myself a little thin. And, and oh, I did that, that consistently. Yeah, yeah. See, that, I thought that was a lot of fun. I but, did too. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, uh, yeah, there's like there's a lot of ways in which I feel like this 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 system the combat system could have like been like broken in certain ways, and if they fell apart in certain ways, like I wouldn't necessarily mind. But in, at least in my playthrough, I'm like, yo, a lot of these things came together very nicely. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. Totally. So let's see. Uh, the only thing I see that we haven't talked about uh, that's a big thing is the music. Oh, yes. Yeah. Last thing I'll say about combat, though. That last boss fight was dope, though. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. It's not necessarily like the the, the boss design that, that really got to me. It's the... Yo, okay, so at like the very end... First off, since we're gonna talk about music, like that, the, the final boss theme was Music was good. Yeah, yeah music was great. That's great. And I loved when you like split up your team. And yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Strike. That that was really that's cool. What I, I liked that part. It was just when you're like yeah. traveling around the squares, hitting this thing yeah. that was floating, hitting yeah. this thing that was floating. I was like, yeah. The the fact that you had to you had to use everybody in that last moment. I fucking love that shit because mm-hmm. obviously like, you can go through Persona Five with your preferred party uh, in Royals. A little different um, depending on how you level up your party, but. The fact is that, oh, okay, we're going to split. And, okay, you choose three people to go here. You choose three people to go here. And then you have three people go over here. And then you play each one of those sequences. It really brings together the sense that everyone is in on it. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't kitted out, like, your your entire team, like Jake was saying, like, the like you have to be very choosy throughout the rest of the game. But, like, at the very end, you do have an opportunity to make sure that everyone's good. And I think that's important because you have to use, you literally have to use everyone at the very end. And I think that design philosophy, I'm a big fan of that because it, yeah, like, yo, the power of friendship. <laughs> everyone everyone is doing their part and you, you, you don't just see it. You are actively playing like literally every single character. It does get a little messy because some of those like balls or whatever have like specific weaknesses. And if you don't choose the right person, it can yeah. be that happened. Like, that was a bit of yeah. me too. 
I like I was I was lucky I up everyone on the wrong side yeah. and it was just flipped and I was like, well, yeah. this is taking longer than it needs to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it just it just takes a little bit longer, but I, I I do think that could have been communicated a little bit better. Um but I like that the 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 game chose to do that uh force you to play mm-hmm. as all the characters. And like when the music swell, I'm like, yo, these are all my mother <laughs> this is my motherfucking squad. Y'all can't fuck with us. Oh, we doing this. Uh, and like the fact that like Zankichi and Sophie are so important uh, in in that fight, like because to fight the main the main whatever fucking boss, I had Joker, Sophia, and Zankichi. Like they were the yeah, the me too, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I was just like, yo, they're fucking they're pulling their weight. Everyone's pulling their weight. Oh, it's the best shit ever. Oh my god. I love the uh, the ending little animation too. When like they, it's all just like epic and like they're all like hitting the thing. Like I, yeah. and I think Joker does the final out blow. attack but, or the final yeah. blow button or whatever. Yeah. I, was like, oh, I think that whole animation go. is great. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm, I'm a sucker for that 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 shit, man. Goddamn. Anyway, music. Music's dope. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys watched. I think it was on, like, the digital deluxe edition or whatever. But there's, like, a 60-minute making of video, and it's just about the music. And it shows, like, the... Oh, uh, no. I did. I, I need a... It's in, like, the recording booth, and it shows, like, Lynn doing You Are Stronger and the ending song. Um, oh, and it's... Re- and it's... Uh, I guess Lotus Juice wrote the lyrics, and he was there. Yeah. And he was talking with her about, like, the lyrics, and, like, they were talking about... You know, like what is the what does this word mean and all that stuff and like then they were talking to the composer from Atlas who was talking about incorporating like the electric guitar, like the rock and roll in the music they normally do and like how that's such a different. But it's like they work with Koei Tecmo on that, who normally does stuff like that. And it was really interesting. Where like you even see them in the recording booth, the guy with the guitar, he's like, okay, so you want me to go like this? And it's like, yeah, like go all out with it. So like it's really interesting seeing that process. But yeah, I mean, we sort of talked about this in the in the Royal Spoiler Cast too. But it's like Strikers is like it's an action game and they made the music very action oriented. So like you really feel like you want to kick some fucking ass, which is the point. Cause there's a ton of enemies on screen and you're like, yeah, like don't let him do it like that. <laughs> yeah. I think my uh, favorite part was when you, after you send calling cards or whatever, and then you'd head back into the dungeon and then they'd start playing. What's the song throughout the end. Daredevil or Life Will Change? Uh, I think Life Will think Change. Life Will Change. Yeah, when you enter yeah. and then you get to the boss and then it plays Daredevil, right? Maybe it doesn't play uh, Daredevil. I don't know the names of the songs, but okay, I know yeah. them in my I head. I think Daredevil's yeah. what plays like when you do like the initial like running up to the uh, yeah to the dungeon, and then yeah, and then, yeah when you're going in, okay. they play Life Life Will Change. Daredevil though, ooh, Daredevil slaps. Daredevil's very good. I have a very strong connection to Daredevil. Like I've, like I've, I just recently. Oh, I can't see. Oh, well, I, I really. Well, we're not recording video, but anyway, I recently, <laughs> recently picked up another guitar. Like I played guitar for a very long time, and I was like really excited to learn how to play Daredevil. And that song's fucking hard. Mm. But also, like, I was thinking to myself, like, holy shit! Every time I hear the song, I just want to like, I want to like fucking break something like i want to like beat a motherfucker's ass when i when i hear that song and i'm like yo this is like the number one song like i want to fight everyone on the block shirtless outside right now let's fucking go i don't care who you are let's fucking fight in the streets like when i hear that song i'm ready to go like i feel invincible i'll probably get my ass beat but if daredevil's (laughs) playing i probably won't feel the pain until after the song is done like that song is so 
fucking hard. It is the hardest song I've ever heard. And if you actually like like read the lyrics, the lyrics are bold as shit too. Like it, it's so per- Persona Five has like all of its lyrics, like the, the songs that Lin sings have a very strong statement, and it's it's uh it's very indicative of the Phantom Thieves and their attitude and like what they're doing in the story and all that shit. <laughs> Yo, Daredevil's like holy shit, man! Like, oh my god! If you, if y'all haven't if y'all haven't like peeped the lyrics, I haven't that shit, actually. Like, it is it is one of like the it is it is like the song sounds hard as fuck, and the lyrics 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 back that shit up. It is, oh my god! It is probably it is in the top five Persona songs of all time. Um, it's it's a really uh, part of me wishes that they used it more effect like I life will change is also in the top five persona songs of all mm-hmm. time but I feel like I wish that they let life will change kind of like be the persona five and royal song yeah and let daredevil kind of take its place in strikers I know that these both and that's cool but holy shit goddamn I, I completely agree. that is my uh that, uh yeah. My so my favorite song I put it here, but someone put Counter Strike 1.6. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but Counter Strike, uh, it only plays twice in the game. The first time is during the second phase of Kanoe's boss fight when he's got like that giant sword, mm-hmm. and the second time yeah. I think is Ichinose when you're tr- getting like defeating all those things around her. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean that song to me is what Daredevil is to you, Michael. Like when that. So I had I had I had downloaded the soundtrack before the game had come out just because I wanted to hear it. I wasn't necessarily like looking into the lyrics. I didn't want to spoil myself, but like I, I wanted to hear it, and I really got into Counter Strike. So like when like that second phase of Kanoe starts, and it's just like Counter Strike starts playing, and it's like I was wailing on him because I had like all of his like affinities, like the weaknesses, and like so I was like home alone, and I like cranked the music up, mm. and like I honestly genuinely started tearing up because it just felt so yeah. empowering and badass, and it's just yeah. like that song. Yeah, it's just like like Counter Strike. Come on, give it your all. You've come a long way. Like, um, it it feels it just if that moment to me. Like maybe it was just a perfect moment. Like it was the middle of the night. I was home alone. I, I bumped the music <laughs> way up, and it was just like, oh, it felt amazing. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. Oh, I'm so happy for you, Evan, because I know what that feels like. <laughs> it's fucking incredible when you when you get that feeling, man. God damn, shit. <laughs> But yeah, that's like the because like yeah, the wild shit is like like um, like Evan, you said that this is an action game and the music is action oriented, uh, and that that's that's a testament to Koei Tecmo uh, because they they their sound team did a lot of the work of kind of remixing a lot of the songs to fit that mold. Yeah, and the fucking remixes, yo, the last surprise remix, I've. The minute the the Ben, you know this. Yeah, <laughs> we, no, we, we told the story before. <laughs> we, 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 we you do it. Go for it. So when when Ben and I did a preview for the based on the Japanese demo, and that's you can hear Last Surprise the remix playing that we like. I think that part when we talked about it had to get cut from the video because all the 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 mics peaked when we were getting fucking hyped about it. <laughs> yeah, like we we thought we were done or something, and, and then Jean Luc was behind the camera and was like, "We guys want to talk about the the music or whatever," and we're like, "Oh, Last Surprise!" Like y'all, let's fucking go. <laughs> uh, and it didn't make it because it was just both of us getting 
the, the like the same approximate amount of hype at the same exact moment. It was too it was much. unintelligible. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like that that that's that's the feeling you get from the from the music because like you always think the last surprise is like this this kind of soulful orchestrated uh, sort of song that's kind of groovy too. But like this remix of it is like yo, let's fucking go. It's it's just like a metal style remix to it, and I listen I still listen to it now, and I. I it's another song. Hey, if I want, like, I want to fight everyone on the block shirtless. That's my number two song after Daredevil. And my number three song after that is Rivers in the Desert. Because the thing about, like, Rivers in the Desert in P5 has a very specific purpose. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's uh, it's kind of like an accumulation. Once you, like, not to say, like, when it happens or whatever the fuck. But, like, when that song plays in P5, it's indicative of how far you've come. And, like, how uh, the, the specific battle that you're fighting in that moment. In for P five strikers, yeah, like the, the, obviously like that that song, they use that song again. But the way in which like the percussions pick up, like I just when I hear it, like I want to get up and start like fucking run. I want to run a marathon. Like I, I I don't know, man. Like I I'm I'm a big fan. like I'm a, I grew up as like a big punk rock kid. Um, so like when the percussions pick up at that pace, I have like a very specific feeling. So then when I hear like the songs that I know and love from Persona Five from when I first played the game have that style of remix it's just like it hits something very deeply for me uh and fucking yo when like the way the percussions pick up in rivers in the desert it's just like I can imagine like yo every two years they do persona super live obviously they can't do it this year because of rona but and they always they always theme each one around like the newest game like last in 2019 it was based around uh, persona q2 uh, and in 2017, it was based around Persona 5's original release. If 2022, there's another Persona, Persona Super Live, and it's based around Strikers, I am fucking, I am start, I am opening that fucking pit, and I am fucking slam dancing. It is going to be the biggest fucking circle pit you have ever seen, because holy shit, I've been to so many punk shows in my life, and I know what it's like to throw down when you hear your favorite song. Nothing will hit as deeply as the Strikers remixes of these songs. I will, oh my god, I will, I'll go fucking motherfucking Super Saiyan on y'all motherfucking ass, like like you've never seen Goku go Super Saiyan before. <laughs> That's how powerful these songs are, man. I goddamn. I I don't think I've ever heard anyone get so stoked about the Muso butt rock filter as this, and it makes me so happy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, th- those remixes are are it, and the the last surprise one especially that I've I've said it a, a couple of times now, but like just that hey hey that happens at the very beginning before it even like takes off is enough to let you know that shit's about to go down. Like you get up out of your yeah, seat. you're like oh, oh shit, let's go. This is it. Okay, all right. It's Rivers in the Desert 2. It, it has like such a good buildup. It's I, I really love and appreciate the the new songs, but man, they did such a good job of of making the the old ones fit in really well and have that that extra bit of oomph you need to just get out and mm-hmm. like I said, take your shirt off and fight anyone on the block. <laughs>
All right, well, I think it's probably time to start winding down a little bit. I think we've covered about everything we've wanted to talk about, but I want to go around and I want everyone to talk about uh, maybe like a, a, a moment or a thing that they, they really love in the game that maybe we haven't we haven't mentioned. Um, uh, I, I guess I could start with myself just to give people a moment to think about it. Um, for me, it, it's a small moment. The actual... So I really love um, Akane's shadow in the game. Mm. I think her shadow mm. is like so good. And specifically the moment where... Because I was like, oh, shit, am I fighting Akane? Like, that's going to be weird. When the shadow versions of the Phantom Thieves show up and you have to fight them, I was like, oh, my God. The actual fight itself kind of went on too long. So that kind of soured it a little bit. But the the story impact of that moment where you're, like, fighting, like, her her idea of what the Phantom Thieves are versus, like, what they actually are, I thought just, like, was so cool as like as a, a moment of her character but also just like i don't know having to fight shadow joker as shadow joker i thought was like <laughs> such a cool concept i wish the fight was a little better but yeah i, I, uh, really I love that yeah. moment they do like a that's cool yeah. all the other fights that were off screen or whatever were, I, I wish you could like pick who to fight who with and you went through yeah. the whole cast yeah 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 or something but it's a cool moment stuff. but i it, it could have been better, but it was still it was still really cool. It was a moment that I really really liked. Yeah, oh. yeah. Mine's really dumb, but I thought it was really funny how Ryuji kept saying "ni" instead of "ai." Yeah, <laughs> like I I don't know why. No. I know a lot of people were complaining that uh, they made him too dumb at the beginning, and like we get it, Ryuji's not. But I for some reason thought that was really funny. Like and everyone <laughs> kept correcting him, and he just kept being like. And I is doing this, and at first I'm like, what are you talking about, Reggie? I'm like, oh, AI, okay. Oh. Uh, what about you, Ben? For for me, I, I my two, my top two moments we already talked about, I, I guess, the Ryuji sticking up for, for Sophie, and I, just, I can't, I can't, I can't talk enough about how much I love that Makoto got to talk to, uh, yeah, just, that that moment with Akane is is I I just never thought I'd have to pause and set down a Muso game ever in my life to like try and catch and recollect. It was it was too much and I wasn't prepared. But uh, I guess uh, the whole of Okinawa. I love how you get to hang out with everyone in a cool vacation setting, and then all of a sudden it switches to like a horror film halfway through. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's one thing we didn't yeah. talk about is how yeah. the, the locals are just like we gotta kill them. Oh, we gotta, we gotta flip in. Just and you get, get this really here. weird, creepy cutscene where this guy like enters yeah. the trailer, like ready to. And I was like, "What the hell am I playing?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah that's uh, that's that's it. Uh, I guess just like Ben, I already said mine. The whole Ichinose thing. Mm. Uh, I went in depth about that, and then also when. Uh, when you have that discussion, we were like, Kanoe's like, what's the difference between you and me? And Ryuji's just like, Hey, I don't, we don't know if we're doing the right thing either. But we're not going to let you get away with your shit. Like both those moments to me, like really hit hard. Although the Ichinose mm-hmm. thing cut extremely deep. So I don't have anything more to add. The only disappointing thing I'll say is uh, I wish Kasumi was here. Oh, oh, mm. damn. Uh, I guess uh, I kind of touched on many of the, many of the things uh, that I love most about about Strikers. Um, I think one thing I'll say about the music is that it, it's I say this in my review is that the soundtrack touches a lot of different genres and it has a lot of 
instrumental depth to it because it's it does have that Koei Tecmo vibe of like hard rock and to build that momentum in combat and to push you forward and feel like an invincible badass but when you go into each town it also has very like chill um vacation vibe to it and it's very comforting so and that, that's kind of what persona 5 does right it, it it gives you that entire spectrum of emotions and feelings to where like i'm having a good time with my friends and these are memorable moments that i'm going to like cherish and also having the the those moments where you feel like you are the phantom thieves and no one's gonna fuck with you um i think that's really important for the game because that's that's the that's the ultimate thing that stood out to me like music is very very important to me uh, mm-hmm. and i think that's kind of like the one thing that can communicate things that are very hard to explain uh and strikers does that so goddamn well um but also like just having the i feel i feel very conflicted about stories that involve like people in positions of power and law enforcement and all that especially as it relates to like for this game like zenkichi and makoto um and like you know those things are very touchy and we we live in like very different societies but a lot of things carry over so i think that um I think like Persona 5 Strikers is not perfect, but I think it's effective hmm. in kind of portraying the we touch on this throughout the thing, but throughout this this uh podcast, but portraying that like how how manipulable uh like struck like um institutions are and I think that we've we've seen that throughout our throughout our lifetime, and the fact that that games can represent that in effective ways is like that means a lot to me. It's not perfect, of course, mm-hmm. like I said, but uh, this this game, a lot of these games go for it, and the the more they're able to build on those themes and kind of tell those stories with very very uh, char- characters who can hit us in very personal ways, I think. Uh, I don't know, like persona, like I mentioned this in in the Royal uh, spoiler cast too, that these these things help can help people's emotional development, or at least understand how they feel about certain things. Because it's it's one thing to understand those things; it's also another thing to see them expressed in some sort of way. So, um, and Persona Five Strikers adds to that. It's not just a spinoff that is like a cash in or like, Hey, you remember these characters? How about you hang out with them again? It has that, but it does so much more with that foundation set by persona five that makes strikers a lot more valuable than just another spinoff. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's that on that. I think, I think just, I know we're trying to wrap up, but I think that's probably my favorite thing about persona five, persona five, Royal persona five strikers mm-hmm. is just how, how much that game goes against the establishment uh, and mm-hmm. that's something that I, I think is even more impressive considering it's a Japanese developer. Like you don't see those themes quite as much, at least based on my experience. And I know that's kind of built into the culture there. Like you you respect the, 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 the systems above you and like just to see Persona 5 and Persona 5 Strikers kind of tackle that head on is is really cool. Like they do a better job of it than, you know, a lot of Western representation does, which is something which is surprising and exciting but also disappointing that like we're kind of lagging behind there a little bit <laughs> mm-hmm. um sure, yeah. but but like i don't know just like just like in general you just feel so empowered playing these games because it's like yeah i can take down corruption i can take down these people who have abused power uh and it's something like i think about a lot in real life too you know like i'm just like mm-hmm. like 
I won't name any names, but there are certain people in this country who come to power and it's just like, man, I wish the Phantom Thieves were real. I wish we could just <laughs> yeah. knock oh, this I've fool off. Like have him like, like not even the obvious one that I'm sure a lot of people will jump to, but like just lots right. of people mm-hmm. in, in this country, like CEOs and stuff. It's just like, man, I, yeah. I like, it, like it is a, the persona just like five in particular just has this very specific sort of fantasy that, that I think is perfect for right now, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And, and well, yeah. to add to what you're saying, like Stri- Strikers does that too. It's not just like, hey, remember how uh, Ryuji ran track and likes to eat? Well, that's what he's going to do this entire 40-hour <laughs> yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I feel you on that, man. I also want to say all the Showtime animations are so cool. We didn't really yeah. talk about that much, but all the Showtime stuff, like every time I do it, I'd be like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, it's like <laughs> this f- five or eight second animation. You just put the controller down, be like, yeah, yeah. I'll fucking do that shit. And I then it does like all... 4% damage. And you're like, oh, well, yeah, like, I'll, I'll do it again. <laughs> that ending splash screen where it's like show's over. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, and one more thing. Uh, I know we mentioned Haru, but um, I love Haru. So much. She's this, good. this game, no, she, uh, yeah, this glad. game gives I'm, her yeah. justice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Har- Haru became one of my favorites very quickly, just like right yep. from the beginning with her line, like, we don't trust cops. And I was like, and she yeah, says it like with her with her with her <laughs> yeah. cute little voice and all that shit. And the fact that like when you play her, she has like that heavy accent. Yeah. And yeah. Just, like, and when you have mobs and you're just like doing that AoE shit, I'm like, Oh, that's my girl, you know what I'm saying? There's uh, a it's stupidly specific, but I always thought it was kind of weird in the original Persona 5 that, like, Joker would hang out with people one-on-one, and, like, they just wouldn't all, like, hang out together. It's like, I'm going to go hang out with this person without everybody else. Yeah. So, like, mm. there's that point where, like, Haru and Joker have that, like, midnight talk, and I think someone brings up, like, oh, you want to have a midnight talk with our leader? Yeah. And I was just like, I'm glad someone finally acknowledged that Joker hangs out, out with people it. without everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there are moments where you get to hang out with, like, multiple people at the same time and that's oh yeah that's yeah, really yeah. cool yeah I, yeah I i loved the little small moments like we, we kind of touched on a little bit but like like yeah like the part where like you're teaching like zenkichi how to cook because he's yeah. awful yeah. at it what, what was it like it was <laughs> yeah. like he's like yeah i just i go home i buy whatever meats on sale a bunch of veggies and i just throw it all into a pot and salt with, it and salt it <laughs> and he's like it's got everything you need and they're like Dear God, we have to save Akane from you. <laughs> oh my God! Yep. So uh, you know, Persona Five Strikers, pretty fucking good. Pretty, pretty oh, yeah. good, yeah. man. The consensus. A good video game. It's a good video game. I'm, I'm surprised but excited to hear that they're they they want to make a, a follow up. I would love to know. Uh, Big same. What they would do with that? I would hope. I would hope that they would at least feel more um they'd like branch out a little more because because I think my biggest complaint about this game is ultimately that like it does just borrow a little too many story beats from like P5 kind of repeats that stuff like you know maybe that's what Persona 3 remake is going to be that's going to use the striker system so I'm going to get heard it here first I'm get my Persona <laughs> 3 remake but it's going to be a Muso Oh, listen, dude, Musa went feel... all the way up Tartarus. Oh boy, oh, oh, I feel about that. <laughs> I feel really conflicted because, like, I love the Phantom Thieves a lot, and of course, like, if they made like Persona Five Racing or whatever the hell, Persona Five Cooking, I'm here for it. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I feel like Persona Five did so much for the franchise. I'd love to see Persona Six. I would love for them to oh, now just, just. I would now like yeah. go like, okay, we're done with Phantom Thieves. We're good. 
we're going to start with the next one. Or, or like revisit them. It, it needs to be more significant time. Like the one thing I really love about the story of um, Persona 4 Arena is that they revisit the Persona 3 characters, but it is like a couple years later and they're they're actually pretty different. Like they evolve mm. and like they feel like they've grown more versus like the Persona yeah. 4 cast is like, ah, they're just still doing the same thing. And, you know, this game does a better job, like I said, of not flanderizing them. And, and it does feel like they've grown past uh, where they were in five. But it still is like, you know, it's only three months after. Like I, I want like, give me like. 10 years later like, oh what's, yeah like, oh shit yes. okay yes, like, yes, what's yes. joker <laughs> doing 10 years later he's probably that... like a loser because he peaked in high school <laughs> i think he'd be a chef like i think they have set up that like joker is a fantastic chef yeah. he's gonna open up like his own um peaked in high school. his own curry shop god damn i mean if i killed a god in high school too i would have peaked so it's like, <laughs> well think about it every woman be... wanted to be with him every guy wanted to be him it's just like yeah, where do you go from so many point. chocolates yeah. in his pockets all the time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow very specific <laughs> reference uh, but yeah give us right, well, a Persona 5 fighting game please. oh yeah that that's too, all that's, that's, too, that's all that's that, left that's all that's left they need to do that oof yeah alright well I think I was gonna about call it for this very long uh, spoiler cast uh, but you know what we, we do it because we just love talking about Persona and hopefully y'all listening uh, had a good time and also uh, you know enjoy listening to persona obviously because you've listened to it for two hours um but yeah but thank you for listening everybody um if you haven't already uh you should go check out the very excellent uh persona 5 royal spoiler cast i say it's very excellent but i haven't listened to it because i haven't <laughs> i'll tell you it's persona pretty excellent some pretty cool people yeah. on there. okay okay yeah. i hosted it and i can clearly say unbiasedly that it's great okay then yeah <laughs> yeah you heard it here first it's mm-hmm. it's excellent and you should absolutely go check that out um otherwise yeah uh stay tuned for hopefully more great spoiler casts for whatever comes next uh i don't know what was coming out this monster year. hunter spoiler Yo, cast wait. let's go judgment judgment's getting the ps5 xbox we series, actually. maybe we uh, retroactively you know I never, do wow, judgment wow, wow. i actually never got to talk to anyone about judgment uh it's a perfect opportunity so that's maybe maybe i maybe we'll do that uh just just for fun um but yeah thanks for watching everybody uh Really appreciate it, and we'll see you all next time. Peace. See ya.